Every year we, especially here in the Northwest, I think, get a chance to see all of the many seasons. You know, some people in the world uh, only get to see kind of shades of summer or, or, or maybe bits and pieces of the year. But I do love living in the Northwest where there's really a sense of all of the seasons. Allow me to read from uh, Howard Thurman from his book, The Meditations of the Heart, another idea of this seasonality of the year. He says, There is something which seems utterly final about the end of the year. It means that we are one year older. This is a fact that's definite and inexorable. We are 12 months closer to the end of our physical lifespan. Yes, one year closer to death. It means that in some important ways, we are taken further from or brought closer to the goal of our living, whatever that goal might be. During the passing of these 12 months, experiences have come into our lives which have revealed certain things about ourselves, maybe things that we have not suspected. Some new demand may have been made upon us which caused us to behave in a manner that was stranger to our established pattern of life. We maybe felt shocked or surprised, perhaps enraged or even delighted that such change, such newness, was possible for us. It also means that we're wiser by far than we were at the year's beginning. The circling series of events upon whose bosom we have been wafted, it cut away our pretensions, stripping us bare of much beneath which we had hidden, even from ourselves. And when we saw ourselves thus revealed, there was born a wisdom about life and the meaning of life that makes us say with all our hearts on this day that life is good. All of these meanings and many more counsel us that because life is dynamic and because we are deeply alive, the end of the year just means the end of the year. It's not the end of life. It's not the end of us. It's not even the end of time. We turn our faces towards the year being born with a riding and fervent hope that will carry us into the days ahead with courage and with confidence. Yes, the old year dies. The new year is being born. Long live life. And so when I look out in my garden this morning, uh, many of you know uh, my partner and I put in a, really a, a new yard this year. And oh my gosh, last summer, I think we may have even overdone it a little bit. Do you know what I mean in the, in the enthusiasm of all that bare dirt? <laughs> I think we probably planted way too many things because by August and September, the yard was totally crammed. You couldn't even see any dirt. We went literally from only dirt last February to no dirt whatsoever. And yet, and yet with the first frost, what am I seeing again out in the yard, right? There were a few evergreens we planted, yes, but right now when you look out our dining room window, it looks like, well, what happened? <laughs> Where did it all go? And I'm thinking again of the seasonal nature of our own lives. You know, things come in, in waves, in seasons, and, and, uh, and even, as the, even as it looks like maybe the sun's about to set right now, I know that each of us has some things in our lives that are on the way out, 
even as there are things in our lives that are on the way in. And so as I was looking out in my garden, I, I realized that I learned three kind of important things about life just from putting this garden in this year. The first thing is the reminder that life is seasonal, that there is always change going on in our lives, even as the garden is always changing. And, and I was thinking too, you know, there are people who this time of year don't do anything about, in, or for the garden, right? It's like, well, you know, I, I raked up the last of the fall leaves and, and I'm kind of done. And, and, and I'll worry about it. What is it they say in the Pacific Northwest around Mother's Day is the time to go out and start putting things in the earth again? Well, I got to tell you, the metaphor for life is that you would just coast. And I'm not so sure that's a good idea. Because what I do know about the garden is if you don't do anything during the winter, you can pretty much expect the same things you had in your garden last year to be coming up again this year. And now maybe that's good. Maybe your garden is in great shape, right? Maybe your life is exactly the way you want it to be without any changes at all. But if not, if you want to make changes, the lull in the seasonality of life, the quietness of this time of year, the, the, uh, wherever you can find a moment of peace or a time of quietness, that is the season to begin thinking of how you want your life to be different. That is the season to be planting the seeds, to be looking at new things, to decide what worked for you this last year and maybe what didn't. What you'd like to carry forward and what maybe you want to see different next year. Because from the garden, what I learned is, if you just snooze your way through the winter, you're going to get the same garden again next year. So if that's what you want, that's good. If you want to make some changes, now is the season to evaluate how you want your life to be next year. And so the second thing I learned from my garden is I can make choices. Thank heavens I can make choices. We actually planted some things that did not work out well at all last year. We thought they would. There is this one tree that I had seen in a neighbor's yard, and so we planted it. And uh, boy, did it take off this year. And, you know, I got out a, a plant book uh, to see uh, basically kind of how to prune it and how to keep it shapely. And what I read was it's going to be 300 feet tall some year. And here it is, you know, right, like if this is the, the flower bed, here it is, like right in the middle, you know, looks very sweet right now, but I think in about 10 years, I won't have a garden anymore. It'll be that tree, <laughs> right? It's like we do things that we think are a good idea in our lives, and sometimes they're not such a good idea. Sometimes we make commitments that can't be kept in the long run. Sometimes we, we make changes in our lives that simply cannot be sustained in the long run. Maybe this is the time to reevaluate some of those things. You have choices. You can plant new things. You can bring new love into your life. You can make choices that will move you towards a loving relationship or a new job. You can begin making changes in your life that maybe can help to reun reunite a family that's uh, spread apart or to reinvigor a job or a career that seems stalled. You have choices. 
and the clarity with which your intentions are there, the choices get easier. Do you know what I mean? When we're caught up just in the busyness of life, it's hard to see the choices we actually have. It's just like, well, I can take this step, and from it I can take this step, and it, and it almost seems like you're just, there's only ever one choice that's propelling you forward. It's not the case. If you take a moment and really evaluate what you want to have happen in your life, if you really have a sense of where you want to go, not just where life is hurrying you along, but a real sense of how your life can be meaningful and purposeful, the choices open up. You can begin thinking, well, if this is my end goal over here, if my end goal is to be maybe financially free or to be in a long-term loving relationship or, or to be back in school or what, whatever that, that goal is, whatever your heart is telling you would be wonderful in this season of your life, then the choices line up to head you in that direction, not just the way the winds are blowing, not just what you had planted in the garden last season coming back again, you get to make choices. And the choices start getting easier when you pave that way with an intention for choice and change. The last thing I learned about my garden, and, uh, and people who know me um, probably may think I go overboard in this area, uh, because the seed catalogs have already started arriving at our house. Do you know what I mean? We, probably, we get one from Brex. We get one from uh, the farmer's uh, co-op. It's like every kind of plant, every kind of seed, every kind of bulb, every kind of you know, manual on how to take care of them all start coming in the fall. And in fact, we have even already planted some bulbs that will be coming up next year. This, for me, is a season to dream. Now, are we going to actually buy all that stuff? Oh, Lord, I hope not. <laughs> if you think the yard was full last year, just wait. You know what I mean? We do have to be choosy, but this, friends, is the season to dream. Maybe try something new in life that you have wanted to try for years. You know, an example of this in our yard, we're now on our third summer Daphne bush. Now, uh, Daniel and I both love having some fragrance in the yard, and we just have no luck whatsoever with this one bush that we love so. We see it in other people's yards, and everybody assures us, oh, no, it's not that hard to grow. Well, <laughs> maybe not for them. But what I know is this year, we're not going to plant another one. It's like we've killed three, or, you know, in previous houses. We've been through three of those bushes. So we're dreaming about something that will still fulfill that desire for something that smells so lovely in the summer. And we're just looking at other things. So we've ordered three kind of plants that, that have that similar quality to them of being um, blooming in midsummer with a lot of fragrance. Now, do I think all three of them will work out? Who knows? It's the season to dream. What is your dream? Is it maybe to be back in school again? Is it to be closer to your grandchildren? Is it a, a loving and committed relationship that kind of has seemed elusive in the past? Let us dream something large this year. 
Now, it may require you to go out on a limb a bit. I mean, it will be sad if Daniel and I spend, uh, you know, like $25 a piece and, and carefully nurture these plants, and we don't even have a, a, a good clue of which one will do well in the yard or not. And so when we dream, there's a little bit of risk associated with it. You, you, all of you are worth the risk. What I guarantee you is that if we never try out our dreams, if our dreams only remain firmly planted in our head and we never take any action, if we never move forward, if we never plant the seeds of that dream, well, of course we're never going to have it. So let us be willing to take a bit of a risk maybe this year. Let us be willing to take just a risk on a, a kind of a fulfillment, and, and maybe even let the specific form of it be a little open in your mind. Let, let's, as an example, say, if what you really want in life is a, a long-term committed relationship, maybe something that, that you haven't had in a while, well, that's a particular form of the quality that I think of as love. Another example, uh, maybe uh, harmony in your home has been a little elusive. Those of you in big families, and especially this time of year, there can be quite a bit of chaos involved. And so maybe something that's been elusive to you, something that you're really dreaming of is peace and harmony in your family. Now, I could reduce that just to the idea even of peace and harmony, to, to, to have the form maybe fade just into the background a bit. And the reason I suggest this is when our dreams are real specific, it's like dreaming of that particular Daphne bush in my yard. And what I know is, after trying three times now, <laughs> that darn Daphne bush may grow fine in the neighbor's yard, but for whatever reason, it's not working out for me. But I know that if I can reduce that to the essence of beauty and fragrance, I can absolutely have that in my yard. And so even if maybe a long-term relationship that looks a certain way, maybe that will remain elusive to me. But what I do know is I can have love in my life. And maybe that exact form of, of family... Uh, close-knit relationship that, you know, I watched in a movie one time, <laughs> you know, maybe that is going to remain elusive to me. But what I know is I can have peace and harmony in my life. And so we're going to do a candlelighting exercise today. I'm going to invite each person here to light a candle, a candle for something new or something enhanced or, or something even maybe a little wild and crazy that they haven't tried before in their lives. And we're going to allow the candle lighting to be a symbol of our intentions for what we want to have happen this coming year. Even as Nancy's prayer talked about bringing light back into our lives from within, I do believe that as we set forward a clear intention of what we want, whether it be more love or more harmony, more peace or more financial abundance, whatever it is we hold in our heart, we take perhaps a symbol of lighting a candle to, to anchor that with some light here during this darkest point of the year. Then we are no longer just at, at chance for what's going to grow in our garden. 
our own ability to anchor into this life and this truth will raise something new for us this coming year. As you feel called, I simply invite you know in your own mind's eye what it is you want to experience new or differently this year. And if your year went swimmingly well, what a perfect time to anchor that as well. Revel in that light or that love and, and set yourself up to have even more of it in this coming year. And so as you feel called, light your candle and silently to yourself make that intention of what you want to experience this coming year, whether it be love or, or life or employment or whatever it is. So I'm going to do a, a final prayer for us to anchor these intentions that, that we have made on this day. Each person here, I know, is at choice for what happens in their life. Each person here easily sees the light of truth in their life and makes good choices. Everyone has set intentions, these new seeds of growth, this new way of being for 2012, and I know it shall be good. I know that this center and God itself are here to support the personal transformation claimed on this day and each day. And so it is with a lot of love, a lot of thanksgiving that I acknowledge this time of intention setting, this intention of being closer to God, this intention of greater, more loving, more whole life. I simply let it be, and so it is.